guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, Nikki Kuma and Claire Striplin. Hello, <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> why does that make me instantly nervous? Oh wait, I know why. <laughs> Parlay, Nikki, parlay. <laughs> parlay? <laughs> yeah, nah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> You've been watching some parts of the Caribbean? Um, less watching, more just living. Dreaming. Living. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yo ho, yo ho. Pirates life for Nikki over there. That's just my, my way for uh, explaining I've just been lying down drinking rum. Oh, <laughs> it's the same same as usual, then. Yeah, it's normal, normal, normal weekend. <laughs> what about you, Claire? What have you been up to? Let's see here. I went to a ca- a concert, an outdoor concert, mm. which you had to be vaccinated to go, which made me feel good about it. And then I was outside and. Had some some beer and tacos and listened to Wilco yesterday. So that was a pretty cool night. Pretty cool. It's okay. my first concert in like probably in like over two years. Like forget Crazy. pandemic. Like even before then, I was like, this is weird. I like music <laughs> and stuff. People are talented. I like this. <laughs> Man, can we just get our shit together and get vaccinated and still wear your masks and distance so that we can do more of this like this was nice come on now <laughs> don't, don't you guys miss this <laughs> yeah it was fun it was fun and stuff seems like a reasonable request i don't know anyone who would go against such a thing and let me just check the news oh okay. uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> might find a few might find a few out there yeah jerks you know because there's, there's a big discussion about it you can either I guess, follow a certain scientific trend or you're fucking insane. (laughs) The ISP (laughs) official stance is go get your vaccines and wear your mask, you weirdo. (laughs) Oh, man. Sigh. Sigh. Big, heavy sigh. (laughs) Is that who you want to see in concert, Nikki? Been so long. (laughs) Oh, wow. I haven't thought about him in a while. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. How have you not thought about Sire daily? 
Because I'm <laughs> drinking rum. <laughs> no time to think about Korean pop culture. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That's yeah. good then. Good times, man. Good times. How are you, Charlie? I feel like we never ask you. I know. I was <laughs> We're waiting. such good friends. We are such good friends. We're just like, just ask me about my day. <laughs> oh, thanks Emotionless for being there, presenter. Charlie. I am but yeah, wonderful. How are you yeah, I'm okay. doing really well. Um, went to a friend's party last week, which was really fun. Um, everyone was vaccinated, so it's all good. Um, really, it's just nice to see people again, I guess. Um, had a bit of a midlife crisis, which um, is always. I really good. hope this is not your midlife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you make it past. Like, what would that? What would that make your midlife? Fifty two, like fifty. Fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I hope that your midlife is a little bit further on than that, but you know. Oh, we'll, we'll see. Um. Oh, good. Okay. Well, sure. I'm an yeah, Arsenal great. fan, so. Judging by this week, oh <laughs> last yeah, week and the week before, I feel like fifty is actually like me being like optimistic. <laughs> yeah, the combination of the stress and the uh, heartache and the uh, coping through binge drinking, I'm sure it's been it's been a rough couple weeks. I'm telling you, if I die, I don't even give a shit. Like if I get if I'm driving through Dallas and I get shot in the head, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, here we go. I want, All right. I want my certificate to say I want it to be like I want it to be accurate. So I want the, obviously the, the the bullet to be the, the the main course, but it has to have is an Arsenal supporter as the contributing factor. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, <laughs> it, it did it it, it, it it being one being a fan is definitely detrimental to my health. I'm um, sure they'll be straight back up next season. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um yeah it's like ridiculous stuff um but yeah a lot of a lot of interesting stuff uh, the bit of crisis comes from the fact that so many of my friends now are, are getting married and having babies and that feels Oof. weird to me yeah yeah it goes and from it goes my from stupid friends are having stupid children <laughs> my stupid <laughs> friends it goes it goes from happy to like oh shit what am i doing with my life yeah. I'm, tw- I'm twing about see a bibble. <laughs> this is no way to live. <laughs> no, Look, that is the you. way to live. Would you rather you. like have a kid you can't pawn off on other people? Like I would do with my nephews. Like, oh great, I've had enough. There they go. Have them back. You're twenty five. You don't want a fucking kid. And no. you want to be talking about see a bibble. Like, don't get it twisted. That's the right way. I want to be That's talking about see a bibble t- with my wife. <laughs> That's the dream. Co <laughs> Bibble you know will always be there. True. You know. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about Co Bibble in a few years with your wife, or do you want to talk about Co Bibble now with your wife and then get divorced in a few years? You know? Exactly. And like girlfriends, wives, they come and go. Co Bibble is eternal. Exactly. He's forever. <laughs> wow. He's here forever. You sold me. You sold me on never, never getting in a relationship. It's always there's always time for Co Bibble. Women will leave you. Co won't. He'll be there. He'll always try to contact me. <laughs> Even <laughs> if there's communications disruption, he will still try. He really is. Oh. He really is the best. Oh, beautiful man. 
I need to find me a man with a pointy ass beard like that. Like, come on now. What do you think his theme song would be? <laughs> I'm thinking Teenage Dirtbag. Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> See how Bibble Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, he's like very, he's very needy. Oh, I can see that. You must go to Iron Maiden with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, any other suggestions? Hmm. Say something boomery. (laughs) 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 They don't make music like this anymore. (laughs) Like the Beatles song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, that was fun. Uh, should we jump into the news? <laughs> Let's do it. Get it. Cool. All right. First up, uh, Disney Gallery: The Mandalorian Season Two, Episode Two, Making of Season Two Finale dropped this past Wednesday, twenty fifth of August. Did we all watch it? Yes. Indeed. Yes. And what did we all think? Oh. Thank you That's for making Star Wars. <laughs> I know, Star Wars. I would, yeah, like, I mean, it's it just, just nice. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It felt. It's just some things. Like I'll, I'll always say that some things. You know, finding out how the sausage is made, will, it'll ruin it. But that's the amazing thing about like Star Wars over the years. It's just like being like I feel like we get some of the best behind the scenes glimpses and these extra features um, from the Star Wars franchise. Um, like George was so open with like J.W. Rinsler and with like the beginning documentary and like this is totally in the spirit of Star Wars to do these um, Disney galleries and I've been waiting on this exact one for so like since that finale dropped and or since that first uh, Disney gallery dropped and I'm like where's Luke Skywalker um it was so satisfying to finally see that pay off and to like listen to them talk about the actual process of how they did it. Fascinating. Like putting Luke Skywalker in the egg, you know, and like just he's on set and everybody thought it was Plo Koon and I'm just I'm so happy. <laughs> That's the funniest part. <laughs> it's so good. Like the Plo Koon concept art. Uh, was super funny and super cool. Like it's cool to see. It's super cool. Yeah, and of course um, nobody would bat an eye. No one would bat a single eye. Yeah. Of course, Dave's putting yeah. Blokun in. Brilliant, brilliant. I love his uh his manipulation of uh, like like spoilers, like spoiler people and like internet journalism and like him being like, then they're what I want. They know what they expect from me. I'm gonna trick them. <laughs> I'm gonna trip them. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just really cool. Again, like like the other gallery things, but you know, this was obviously so targeted at a specific moment. Um, but it was it was just great again to see the care and attention to detail and, and the no stone unturned approach to that these um, you know filmmakers apply to 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 these like special moments and and it, yeah, it just it makes it. Um, it just adds that like extra layer of like warm and fuzzy to the whole thing because obviously when you watch the rescue, it's it's a pretty it is a pretty like emotionally heavy like chunk of time, right? <laughs> like just yeah. in life, like you're you're overwhelmed by Luke, you're overwhelmed by the emotion of of Grogu's choice to go, and it and it's just like 
you know, it's, it's a lot, but then to see, to see it, it's, you know, just this incredibly meaningful thing for everybody involved. Um, it, it was so great. And it, it's always just funny to see Mark talk about it. <laughs> he's just, he's so just so good. funny. Um, and I think just that I, I always love his, uh, he always like, underplays that expectation he's like i didn't think they'd ever ask me <laughs> like, <laughs> like mark, we're gonna on, use now, you when we can my man um so yeah it's uh it was cool it, it was super cool to see and and yeah just the the different like layers of technology involved yes. um like the I'm things we kind of like could guess or sort of knew uh maybe they did this but even i was surprised at like the voice synthesis um yeah thing to, to create that yeah that nobody nobody sat in a booth and 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 did the dialogue. Nobody mm-hmm. did that. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. It's like, like borderline creepy. Me. It's very creepy. Which is another cool thing John Favreau like talked about. Right? Yes. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is definitely that. a double edged sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the. I love. Um, and I love that he had like all these like interesting suggestions as well. Like we need to, and like just the subject of him talking about we need to advance with the technology and we need to like increase our like internet savviness as the technology increases. Cause you know, deep fake technology, super cringy, super makes me super uncomfortable in a lot of the ways that it's utilized nowadays. Unless it's this one. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> With yeah. the consent of the person and for artistic reasons, like I totally get it. Like, great, but yeah, it's yeah. John Favreau just being like, there are unexpected tech consequences to new technology. It's like, wow, yeah. Wild. And you, you can know, literally he put words Lion in people's King, mouth. You know, right? So <laughs> I've heard that. I have heard that before, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, I thought there were so many great parts about it, uh, particularly like you were mentioning, just seeing Mark in the costume again was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The behind the scenes details that the audience always pick up on, but just like, you know how deep and in depth the creators are when they know what we're expecting. Like when they're talking about the discussion with uh, the Jedi robes and how in the Return of the Jedi it's brown, but the audience, yes! you kind of when you remember it, it's, you feel like it's black, like so they had to make the decision whether to change it or like go with what's technically correct. And I really did appreciate the fact that they changed up a little bit because to me, it doesn't make a difference. And it, like people are like, oh, it's just the same as Return of the Jedi. I'm like, well, they're clearly just Jedi robes that Luke changes and every now and again, like we see with um, the prequels. Uh, I really like the moment where he talked about how the audience will expect. I think it was Dave that mentioned it, where he says the audience know it's Luke, but they don't quite believe themselves yet. So we give them each individual bit, like the lightsaber. Like we still don't mm-hmm. quite understand. It's not until you see the the face reveal, you're like, they did it. Like I can't believe it. I really appreciate that. And yeah, uh, all the all the technology stuff is really intriguing and important because it is dangerous. It can be dangerous to use. I mean, for example, I cooked this up literally just now. I had to admit baby Grogu was adorable, and so I couldn't murder him in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. if, if I could do that with my phone and have Anakin could say that, um, anyone can do it. It's, it. That's the danger of it. So I do appreciate it. not only that that was a discussion they had, but they were talking about it with the mass audience and yeah. trying to warn them and like be like, well, this is going to be 
much worse in the years to yeah. come. Yeah, and like, let me be honest, I don't want this to be the future of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, oh yeah, it's it's like it's a cool um, tool you can use, but this yeah. is not the next step. Yeah, this use it, not, use yeah. it like for for specific like specific moments like this where you could do it. But like, could you imagine? I'm trying to do a whole show of young Luke like like this. It's like I don't know if I would want that. Um yeah, I feel like that's just not sustainable and not I don't want to say not artistic, but just sort of like doesn't feel in the same like spirit of filmmaking. I don't know. It's like just make a video game at that at that point. Yeah. It's like uh like, so yeah, I don't know. It's and weird. And if we're going to do weird, but, like yeah. If we're gonna do Young Luke Skywalker, though, let's just can let like let's just cast Handsome Max because you look close enough, and 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 you are handsome. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, good casting guys for the Luke Skywalker double Max, I, and also that Mark called him a like Mark Hamill's literally like Matt like Max was a great actor. Max was talented. That was that. Come on now, just let him let him do it. Part of me really wants him to have a really silly voice. <laughs> Hello, Gorgo. Do you even know where he's from? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't even think they said his last name. He's just Max. Alright, his name's Max Lloyd Jones. Oh, he's, he's a from three. He's names. from old London town. Oh, is he? Oh no, I like him then. Um <laughs> Max Lloyd Jones. Yeah. Hello, Max Lloyd Jones. Max Lloyd Jones. Born in 1991, baby. Um, so yeah, way to go. He's best known for playing the character of Noah in the ABC teen family drama television series Switched at Birth. <laughs> oh, we all love that. And Tom in six episodes of the drama series When Calls the Heart. Wait a minute. He was also supposedly in the Sandlot. Who was he in the Sandlot? Max Lloyd Jones. Oh, I know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I can take on this. <laughs> Max Lloyd Jones. What a sexy Jedi twunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Accurate. He's our fake. He's our new mascot. <laughs> we just asked He's our new Anakin. mascot. We just asked Anakin to appear on the topic. Gonna be our new segment. Oh. What do you want Anakin to answer? <laughs> That'll be the next thing we ask you on Twitter. Just yeah. come up with a list of dialogue for Anakin Skywalker. Maybe I'll read the questions out with Anakin. There you go. Um, <laughs> It'll work. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool. I, I you make a great point as well, Nikki. Like the whole what can we do with this technology is intriguing because I trust John Favreau and team mm-hmm. with what they're doing. And the same way I feel like with Rogue One, that you were pushing it, but I accepted the whole talking stuff, particularly because one, it had the the granting of um, Peter Cushing's estate. Yeah. And two, I think it's something that he would actually genuinely like because it's very macabre and I feel like it fits into his sensibilities in terms of like British humour and also the fact that he was a big Hammer horror star. Um, he literally played Frankenstein uh, as in uh, the Doctor. Um. So for those ones, I feel like is how far you can push it. But I feel like other people, uh, particularly studios who are willing to do whatever they want to get profits, could push it further than 
can be pushed. I'm expecting within the next few years we're going to get sort of like, you know, like in Back to the Future Part Two, where they go to the he goes to the cafe. It's like Ronald Reagan offering you Pepsi. <laughs> That's what I expect we're going to have in the next few years. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to the point where there will be like see Elvis Presley in concert, and it's like a hologram. Yeah, and you have oh to pay God. like ridiculous prices to watch a live show of Elvis Presley or the Beatles. Yeah. No, that that's um, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, because I was uh, watching a video game developer talk about like this kind of particular thing, and he's like, every like he's like everything will shift off mobile to VR or mm-hmm. AR or whatever, and like you're you're not going to be playing on your phone anymore. You're going to be putting a set of goggles on. Probably won't even have a TV anymore because your goggles will just put the screen up, and like yeah, and like shit's just going to be in your living room. It's weird. It's weird to think about. It's crazy. And yeah. I mean, we could talk about this, the deep history of Hollywood and film and how technology has always changed. I still think that people who are like hellbent on classic Hollywood techniques don't really appreciate the fact about how much Hollywood has changed. Which mm-hmm. is why I find like the recent stuff about film directors being so hellbent on theatrical releases, you know, funny. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting discussion and debate. And I think we're going to get to see more of it in the future. And again, with all this technology, there are moral and ethical decisions to make. And I don't trust big businesses to make those moral and ethical decisions because they don't look after people that are alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be frank. Yeah. And apart from that, I thought the the gallery is excellent, special. Uh, Peyton Reed looks was amazing. It was cool to see his point of view and. My favorite moment in the episode was the exact same moment I had watching the uh, the episode of the rescue, which was when John Favreau talked about seeing R two D two. Yes, I'm like getting man. all misty eyed. So like, I did the exact same thing, John. Don't you ever worry about it. R2's and the I best. loved hearing like not only did he bring up the R two stuff, like Peyton Reed talking about seeing Mark Hamill there, and like everybody, I swear in that filming of that secret little scene had a different moment that brought them back to their childhood. Like Peyton, I think he was talking about seeing Luke Skywalker in the costume in the flesh being there. Mm. And, and John was talking about it being R2D2. And Mark was talking about holding little baby Yoda for the first time. Like it's just so special. It's such they a went to Mark's house, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In the costume, in his backyard, holding little Grogu. Like it's just magical. incredible, it is. I love the, the also just sort of the technicality side, or like the scheduling side of it. <laughs> I thought it was funny how they're like, yeah, most of the people were up in Simi Valley filming uh, the tragedy episode. Like mm-hmm. that's, why, that's why they were able to have the like little skeleton crew to do the Luke stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, those those moments where they like, yeah, the R two stuff and. But, with like Peyton Reed and John Favreau, like those were all, those were also great because we like we know exactly what they mean, and it's funny watching them sort of try to explain it, but also not being able to explain it. Yeah, because we still get it. It's magical, uh, right? Like you yeah, can't like explain magic. Yeah, it's just that that thing. Like it's 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 the force is real moment, you know. Um, and yeah, it's it's funny. It's always funny trying to watch people 
explain that when it's just you can't. Yeah. I also like the chess maneuvering of the team when they brought up the fact about Ahsoka uh, tomorrow coming back as Boba. And I think it's just those two mainly, but being in the press. Yeah, mm. knowing it's leaked. Yeah. And it's like, you guys leaked it. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they leaked it because they didn't want Luke to come out. And I think that's, I think that's a genius move. Good yeah, old misdirect. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, you, some things you let go um, to, to satisfy the, the, the masses um, and keep them off the trail. Oh no, you've seen fair, everything. Boy... <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like, like that is, that is such a brilliant move. You're so right, Charlie. And like, that was a leaking that is enough for there to be an unbelievable amount of hype and an unbelievable amount of, I need to tune into this show the second I can to see if it, if it's true. It really, it really was, uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, uh, it was very, it's, it's a, it's kind of a good marketing move <laughs> like to get the yeah, hype going. It, it creates debate and it creates, um, discussions pro and con, which yep. directly, Keeps it into the, keeps it in the news, keeps it on Twitter, which is you know, there's no such thing as bad news. Exactly, um, all press is good press, baby. Absolutely. Um, other stuff that got released this week. So the Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga dropped the latest trailer for the game, giving us a new glimpse of the gameplay, free roam, and comedic cutscenes. Spring 2022 was the date we can expect to pick up the game finally <laughs> after three years. Nikki, I'm going to go to you first because I know how excited you are for this. What was your reaction? Has it been three years? Yeah, I thought it was twenty. I thought it was like fall 2020. But it, it first got shown and was played at E3 2019. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought you meant when it was supposed to come out. Um, yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm excited. It's gonna be great. How can it not be great? <laughs> when it's just a little fucking Lego game. Right, like it's like they know what they know what they're doing. Um, I think, yeah, it, the the trailer was amazing. I loved the uh, a lot of sequel love in the trailer, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things that so perfectly encompasses the spirit of the saga. And because I, I feel like so many fans are desperate to not do that. <laughs> and they're, they're desperate to pick and choose which three matter, which three don't, which three suck, which three are great. Um, meanwhile, Lego's like, fuck it. Nine movies, nine dope-ass yes. levels, <laughs> nine dope-ass group of characters, <laughs> or from nine movies. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's all about embracing the, the whole thing. And, we, I mean, we saw it with Battlefront. Battlefront did a great job with that as well. Um, so it's, yeah, video games are able to to thrive in that world. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I've been been ex- so excited to hear all the things they've talked about it. I remember before delays started hearing what they had planned, it just sounds like this insane game. Like, like it, literally, like a groundbreaking level game and what you could do. Um, for this kind of thing. So it doesn't surprise me that it got moved with, with COVID. It might've even gotten moved without COVID because it was so ambitious. Um, so, so yeah, I, I hope spring 22 is the, the final thing. I hope there's no more moving 
just you know just so i don't have to hear people go oh i'm moving <laughs> um but yeah i i just i can't wait i can't wait to get my hands on it yeah, i mean it's so oh, sorry, exciting. Clay, you go. oh no i i don't have much to say honestly nikki nikki nailed it uh the gameplay looks like so much fun i love that we got a little bit of the actual gameplay in the trailer I had so much nostalgia for the Rise of Skywalker trailer music. And just like Lego humor is the best humor. It's just the best. This is I'm so excited that we have a date now and that things seem to be moving in the direction where we're going to get this thing. So I'm excited. I like Lego. It's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. I, I, pretty I neat. stand by that. Uh <laughs> controversial statement <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I can imagine it's gonna be weird stupid conversations about canon and well, god knows what but that's, that's what you're Ugh. nikki you're completely right like i think what's perfect about the lego games is that it's that sort of because it's tt games like that sort of perfect sense of sensibility and understanding of what the franchise is both inclusive in terms of the storytelling of all films but also is ripe for humor and not mm-hmm. taking itself seriously yeah. and i think that's what's so perfect about this game like i was looking for the trailer again and the combat looks so cool there's like sort of fps or elements with like layer yeah. um i really like um there's a sequence where like i think it's a cutscene in ben kenobi's hut and there's like just straight up pictures from it's like the clones on the wall yeah <laughs> yeah, like Cody's on the wall, and <laughs> I think that's the one. Like it's like Obi Wan and Cody. Like, hey, <laughs> There's, there was a moment where we get to also see the free, the sort of the free roam world hubs. Like instead of, you know, if you play the original game, you can only have one hub, which I think the first one was Coruscant, and then the second one was the Cantina. The first one was Dexter's Diner, um, mm-hmm. and then this one is like there's different hubs where you can go to different planets and explore it all. A bit like the TFA game. Um, but on a wider scale, it looks so much fun just to like, travel around in different time periods. But my fa- the thing where I like sort of jumped was seeing C three PO ride an ATRT. Yes, oh, good. Oh. Like, Lando, Lando, Gishik, <laughs> Lando, Gishik, <laughs> great. <laughs> but droids were never allowed to ride vehicles <laughs> in the original game, so I was like, about time, about yeah. damn time that three PO gets to blow people up um yeah it looks really great i mean um it's, it's just again it's crazy this to think about how far the games come from mm. those early um lego games to now it's just ridiculous i just think a lot about um the dice promotion of battlefront 2015 and like the, the words they used a lot were like we want you to because they're all swedish they're like oh <laughs> we want you to Live out your Star Wars battle fantasies. It's like <laughs> watching C three PO on the TRT. Like that's my battle fantasy. That was it. Lego's <laughs> like, making it happen. Lego, Lego got there. You guys tried, but Lego got there. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like no offense, Battlefront, but unless I can make my own character and call it Poo Butt, I'm not interested. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I really hope there's actual bonus levels, like the classic games as well. Maybe, um, maybe like Rogue One and Solo as like a separate bonus level. 
That'd mm. be fun. Uh, Rebels, yeah. Clone Wars. Rebels, Clone Wars. All. All we know that. Sense, Bad Batch. It's all there. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, <laughs> and also... High <laughs> <I> Republic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Indiana Jones, like, that little Easter egg was still the best, where you get to just buy Indiana Jones and have him running around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. That'd be another one to do, I think, next time as well. That'd be good to see if they do Indiana Jones 5. Or, like, the whole Indiana Jones saga again. That'd be a fun game. Yeah. Just thinking about new Indiana Jones sets now. Jesus. Good stuff. I'm going to be so <laughs> bankrupt next year. Yay. But it's I'm excited be to Twitch stream it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Um, anything else you want to add? Just excited, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a special experience. And also, I want that freaking Luke Skywalker minifig drinking the blue milk carton. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell you what, though, if TT Games want to do like a some sort of like, if you want to send us a copy to review, we'll be very much down for that. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, if I have to. Set, oh. Just uh, hit us up. We've got three, <laughs> three different consoles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can test yeah. out different contours to test yeah, out. Yeah, you know, test out mechanics and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, just hit us up. Yeah. You know where to find you know, us. You know where to find us. You got our number. Uh, speaking of Star Wars games, uh, according to Jumatsu.com, THQ Nordic will be publishing Star Wars Racer, Republic Commando, and Jedi Knight 1 and 2 for the PS4 and Switch. While all games are currently available digitally, these will be physical releases and available in Europe too. Um, I think there were like limited edition versions that were like, I think like there's a company that, that do limited edition published games again, but I think this is now officially like straight up re-releasing no limited sales and it's available in Europe, which is pretty cool. Mm. How cool is that? I dig it. You know, I, I just love seeing Republic Commando back on the shelves with like PS4. I think it's cool. Yeah, that'd be super great. Um, it's always it's always fun when uh, you get to sort of polish up some some old games, and you know, not not change the like aesthetic that make that like takes you back necessarily, but you know, just make them run a little smoother, make them run a little better yeah. on HD, and then it's like, what's not to love? You know, go out there and enjoy it. Exactly. I I have been trying to love. Star Wars Episode One Racer um, on my Nintendo sixty four on televisions as the years have gone by, but I am I'm not an epileptic person, but I've never felt closer to a seizure than like <laughs> racing on a modern TV trying to play Episode One Racer. The other night when I was Twitch streaming Racer on the Switch port. Um, I was like, oh my god, I forgot how much I loved this because I can actually see and I'm not, my eyes don't hurt right now. Doesn't, That's really exciting. Doesn't that game like actually white flash at you and you like respawn? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Oh my god, yeah. You're like, yeah, well, that come with we, a weren't thinking, we weren't thinking about that. We need a seizure warning on that game yeah. for many reasons, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a such a good time. And I'm excited to, to be able to play, well, that, that PlayStation users will be able to play so many of these games now as well. If you don't have a Switch. To be fair, Claire, didn't you mention that you played a lot of Star Wars Racer while at college? 
I did, but I could only play. <laughs> well, okay, I only did it drunk um, because it would hurt my eyes, and I was like, <laughs> but I did. I did play Star Wars Racer at college. It never. Uh, I like close my eyes if when it was time to pass the controller on. I wouldn't even watch other people race. But good memories. Good good memories. Partying, racing pods. You know, doing all that cool shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the cool kids were racing pods in college. Come on now. How it's done. Or else supposed to get or how else are you supposed to get laid? <laughs> exactly. You gotta whip out those controllers. Show mm. what you got. Oh. Oh. But yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited to see um those games. I haven't played I don't think I've played any of those Stars Racer. I played Republic Commando. I didn't have it. I haven't played Jedi Knight 1 or 2. Or Star Wars Racer. You never played Racer? No. I don't think... Like, never ever? No. Wow. What are you doing? You gotta get on that. Many, I, I just couldn't afford it, I don't think. Like, the ones mm. I... I, don't, I remember saving up my pocket money for a Bounty Hunter. That was good. Uh, well, one Jedi... thing that this tells us is it's never too late. Absolutely. I had Jedi Starfighter. I had... Um, Bounty Hunter, Battlefront, all the Battlefronts and stuff like that. So I did have mm. games, but I didn't get those ones. I haven't played the Jedi Knight one or two. Probably Commander I played at someone else's house. Star Wars Racer I didn't play, but I I, I just constantly played Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it kind of has like similar mechanics. So I feel like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I never actually owned Racer until about 2015 <laughs> when Ooh. I went to like a used game store. And I don't even have an N64, but I saw the cartridge. <laughs> I'm, I'm having that. Like I, I bought that and I bought Rogue Squadron. They're they're like maybe ten dollars each, so I was living it up. And um, I remember I had to borrow my friend's N64 then to like make sure it was cool. I plugged that boy in. Someone when they turned that thing in, they did not erase their saves, and. That guy or gal, whoever was playing that thing, they had like full stats Ben Quadrineris. My God, yes. on that thing, and I was uh, like, "You are a saint, whoever you are. You're gonna make my playing days beautiful." <laughs> and you're gonna make me believe in guardian angels, my friend. Yep. Like I know who holy. you are. But I love you. <laughs> if you think speaking of guardian angels, have you seen the the tie fight update? Not no. Someone's re someone's remade Tie Fighter, but like it's the same. It's the same game, but they've like updated all the models, mm. the graphics, the the sound design. It looks like Squadrons. It's crazy. That's Dang. wild. It looks so beautiful. Video games, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. They're so good. Um, cool. Well, uh, next we have some sort of. Uh, not as fun news to, to dive into, but it's an interesting discussion nonetheless. Uh, Tandy Way Newton recently spoke to Inverse while promoting her new movie, Reminiscence, and reflected on her time being part of Solo, a Star Wars movie, saying, I felt disappointed by Star Wars that my character was killed, and actually in the script, she wasn't killed. It happened during filming. It was much more just to do with the time we had to do the scenes, it's much easier to just have me die than it is for me to fall in the back of my space so I can come back sometime. 
She also explained that her character could have come back, um, adding, but when we came to filming, as far as I was concerned and was aware when it came to filming that scene, it was too huge a set piece to create. So they had to just blow me up and I'm done. I remembered thinking at the time, this is a big, big mistake. Not because of me, not because I wanted to come back, Noon added. You just don't kill off the first black woman to ever have a real role in the Star Wars movie. Like, are you fucking joking? What do we think? Uh, is, yep. there any, is there enough room? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> is there enough room for Val to come back? Uh, I don't know. I I really I I mm. that was that was a big big exploding scene. I I mean I'll say this like I've I've consistently my personal opinion ever since I saw the film was that she faked her death. Um, so I'm I'm down with it. The weirder things that happen in Star Wars. Anything to get out of a relationship with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> you know, sometimes Apparently. you got to do crazy things. I just assumed that she was, like, helping out um, Infus Nest. But yeah, that's that would jo- be a that's cool the, story. That's the joy of filmmaking. We all have different views and different readings of the movie. Um, what about you, Nikki? Um... I mean, yeah, I think, first of all, I won't, like, I won't argue with an actor's personal experience. Um, that's exactly, like, that's what they lived. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, well, but you, you shouldn't have that. Um, but I think, I think on the other side, it's like, this is, this is one side of the story as opposed to another side of the story, which is just the honest truth of the production, which we know was in Mm -hmm. turmoil. (laughs) We know 80% of it was remade. So it's like, so it's like, yeah, what, what script was she talking about? Yeah. Maybe the, maybe another script, it didn't happen, but I mean, it's just like, there's so many moving pieces in these things. And it's like, I, like, I still, I still believe no matter who plays Val or Rio or whatever they are, like they have to go. Like, I don't, like, I think that is narratively the point. Um, it's, it's about shifting stakes. It's about dropping the theme. You know, you drop, you drop thematic statement, you get out because you're not like those two characters aren't actually important in the, in the grand scheme. Like the, the heist has to go wrong and it shifts the stakes onto Han and Chewie. Um, like that is just, that's just the simple side of it. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, the the production was in a weird in like the weirdest spot. It like they they wouldn't move it. Remember, Kathleen Kennedy wanted to push it. I, Iger didn't, and you know you have to make choices. And yeah, it's 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 sort of messy and clunky, but it's like you got these are the things you got to do. Yeah, it is easier to just kill the character than redesign the whole pre-visualized action set piece so i mean it's messy but it's like i don't think it's this like super nefarious thing and it's like yeah i i understand her perspective but it's like it just is it just is what happened yeah yeah i I, I get it yeah i tend to 
so yeah, agree. It's complicated, clearly. Um, but the product, you said the production was so fucking like you got to think about time, money, um, the pressures and different stances. And again, I still think personally, like it's not. I feel like there's enough leeway to have for, if she wanted to come back for her to come back. I hope I mean, so. Maybe like in a prequel thing, but like I'm like I'm just I'm personally just not bothered to see the character Val. Like I I think you can just accomplish other things. Like oh yeah, I mean I mean I'm not saying like yeah. you personally have to like you or even want to. I'm just saying that the possibility there is there. I feel like yeah, the- but also like that's but I I really get her point too because like you have essentially three women in this movie and you killed two of them in order because it is important for the character development of a man. Like, yeah, but like also not really thing. Like not really. All the, all the dudes make it. No, I mean, that's my opinion is like Val is important to, uh, Oh my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Beckett. Val Beckett, thank you. Val is specifically important to Beckett's change, and Beckett doesn't change midway through. He changes a little bit. He changes a little bit, but I don't, I don't think he does. Um, and I think I think the only thing she services is 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 Han and Chewie, which who are the main characters, and your supporting characters are supposed to service your main characters. So it's like, yeah, but they don't do that with it. Like they really don't do that with. It's just basically, and I. As as a woman, what felt like oh great cool because I, I think it's not is, clean. Is for that. It's it's not no. super clean, but I don't think it's like I know like because people want to accuse it of that, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's just it's a it's a messy circumstance that shook out that way. Um, but but yeah, it's it's just yeah. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Like the movie is what it is. Yeah. Agree to disagree, but yeah. Also then, like, having the John Kasdan fallout being like, oh, you really don't give a fuck about the opinion of women. Cool. Right. Great. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Like, <laughs> you know. Jake, I don't know. Jake, That's just how I feel about it, watching it back. It's. Just, I think for me, like, just to go back to, to my point, because I want to, because I'm a uh, narcissist. Um, I... I, I <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna, because I know loads of, people, loads of people want there to be like a cloud rider story. Um, I Me. Think, <laughs> I think you could do that. I feel like you could tie like Val in again. I'm, I'm just saying in a potential world, if you would want that, like I feel like they could. So for me, if she would want to come back, I feel like you could do it potentially. A prequel would be cool. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna say no. I like I just yeah you I got a good story give it to me I see both Put sides it in my eyeballs I see both sides <laughs> like I get it like it's just one of those weird things I feel like like you you were saying Nikki as well like I feel like like if they they could have been a bad death scene but they had time and money against them so they had to just sort of have what they had and be like well this is what we're doing here and you know look it's a shady universe that Han Solo. He lives in this shady world. A lot of people die, unfortunately. Um, and I think, you know, I disagree with some of the core things in Solo. 
which I know is a hashtag controversial opinion. Um, <laughs> but I still love that movie. It's got a lot of cool stuff in it. It's got Paul Bettany. How can you hate a film with Paul Bettany? <laughs> <laughs> he is great. He is great. really great. So yeah, I feel like, like you know, I feel like there's enough leeway potentially because um, that rectified people's opinion of the film retrospectively. Maybe um, I know I didn't improve my rankings um, potentially, but again, I also don't. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where. It sucks, and hopefully they do better in the future. But I just, yeah, I don't know what else Val could have done in that film. I don't think she would have joined Beckett potentially. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it, it like to me, this is this is probably <laughs> the writer in me. It's like if you're not servicing the story, it's like what's the point? Like story has to come first, and again, Val and Rio. They serve a clear narrative purpose to to get out, to, to drop yeah. the theme and get out. And it and it sucks that an, an actor of Tendiwe's caliber, um, and the first played black a bit woman, role. yeah, yeah. Like, a real role in Star Wars. It and that's the thing. Like it, it was a bit role before it was cast. You know, and it's like, should you be hiring high profile actors for bit roles? I don't know. Maybe were were they like. Did they offer it to her, and she's like, "Cool," or was it, you know, just a weird, a weird thing that happened? I don't know, but um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, I think the realities are, um, you know, it's complicated. Yeah, and, and it was a messy production. It's like, yeah, messy. I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot that probably could have been redone or rewritten or improved, um, changed yeah, about. Absolutely. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. And then, and there's no time. So I think I think Solo is just about as good as what you can expect for changing the director when you have like a full edit or whatever. Yeah, like making uh, a movie at all is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. And making so, one, I don't know. And and like I'm yeah. critical, but I I I still love that movie. Like, but I I'm critical of it, but I'm still like I still care about it. It comes from a place of love because I enjoy that movie quite a bit. I'm not saying this movie's bad because of this. I'm just that just severely flawed in some choices that were messily thrown together that may not have the best implications in the execution. Isn't it crazy how we can have three different opinions and still be friends and not hate each what? other? Oh my god. That's weird. People should do that more often. It's pretty cool. So we <laughs> gonna... I still like both of you guys. Should we should we all subtweet each other after this? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I was going to post a video where I just repeatedly punch pictures of both of you. Thumbnail shoot crying. I get it. <laughs> and that's with like red <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's. I think you can you can point a lot of fingers at a lot of people when it comes to mm-hmm. what you may not like about Solo. Um, so it's uh, it's. As, it's one of the most complicated modern movies. I'm sure about that. Um, as far as uh, as far as productions go, um, but yeah, again, oh, it's unfortunate that like I never want to see an actor say I have a regret or I have a I have a bad when I think back on it. I I have regret or I don't like it. Um, yeah. I think that's always terrible. 
whatever whatever situation. So it it sucks that that's the that that's the story she has, and um, I think it's it's just unfortunate that things shake out the way they do. I think to wrap up the like. Uh, I feel like we just have to remind ourselves any discussion with Solo, like the production of that film can best be summarized with one picture. And that's that little image of um, Larry Kasdan arriving in London. <laughs> that face he made when he came in for the reshoots to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so, so depressed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just wanted to write this damn thing. <laughs> he didn't even really want to write, write it. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll help my son. Oh, great. Um, the boy needs guidance, clearly. The littlest tease that will not be explored here. <laughs> Some of the things I've heard about what happened with Solo that are not publicly reported are the fucking wildest shit I've ever heard. It's and, true, yeah. And it's like, nothing surprises me now. Like, if you were to tell me anything about this production or any other Star Wars production, nothing would surprise me because this some of the stories are like you could not make that up. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Stranger than fiction, baby. Yeah, we've heard some things and they're pretty um they're pretty interesting. <laughs> I'll say that. Um on to some fun Dead Speak. <laughs> what? Okay. <The> dead speak. <laughs> I mean, anyway. kind of. <laughs> anyway, anyway. On to some sort of more positive production news. Collider interviewed Robert Rodriguez while he was promoting the Disney Plus Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles, uh, Billy Eilish concert. And he dropped some interesting nuggets of information from the upcoming book of Boba Fett, saying, I can't say anything about it at all right now, but it's coming out in December. Wait until you see what's coming. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it up all I want because I know it over delivers. It way over delivers. People are going to be so pumped when they see it. I'm so excited. This guy's a rock star. Top notch. Robert Jiggins, man. He is, he is heavy metal. I think another, another phrase I think he is reported to have said about Book of Boba Fett is all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> which, yes! which just I love I love that. Um Yeah, man. So dope. Also, happier than ever. What an album. What a fucking album. I don't know if you guys listen to that music, but what an album. Is it any good? Uh, super good. And I can't wait to watch the uh Billie Eilish concert on <laughs> Disney Plus. But uh, <laughs> I'm more excited to watch the book of Boba Fett, I tell you that much. God damn. Can't wait to see uh, whenever footage or trailer is ready. Oh, give me that trailer. Like, I I have so much love and respect for Robert Rodriguez. Like, and he's just such an interesting, cool dude. And after, uh, after what is it, the, the tragedy, I have so much faith in what we're going to get. And this is, like, the ultimate hype up. Like, if anybody was lukewarm on this upcoming project, like you have no dang reason to be anymore. I trust Robert Rodriguez. This is going to be a really cool experience. And for me as well, like his role in the Mandalorian as director, that was last minute. If that's yeah. him working last minute to get that stuff 
sorted out and everything. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see what he's done with all this extra time of preparation and, you know. Because um, there was a rumor it was Mangold. James Mangold, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, really? Was, mm-hmm. I think that was a rumor. I don't know. That was the rumor, yeah. Yeah, and um, and obviously he's uh, <laughs> wrapped up in other Lucasfilm things. But uh, yeah, for him to for him to go in and take that. I think the other aspect of of that is with Mandalorian we see John Favreau create this like this little uh, hub of people he he trusts, he believes in, he likes their vision, he brings them in. And now with Robert Rodriguez more in that John Favreau level, I'm really curious to see who he starts to bring in. And like who are the like where does this trickle down to uh as well because I don't know. I don't think we've ever gotten any sort of indication of who's directing all sorts. I'm, I'm sure he's directing some of it. I'd be surprised if he directed all of it. Um, I think it'd be super cool if if he's bringing in sort of his own talent pool of, of friends. And uh, I'm excited to see who those people are. Danny Trejo, please. Yes! Can you fucking imagine? Like, honestly. You don't okay. even need to put him in, like, a costume. No, it's just him and with like a V next word. Yeah. And his, name, his name is Machete, but in like Orobesh. <laughs> He's the bartender at Jabba's Palace. Could you imagine that? I, I, oh my god, a girl can dream. He like flips the wall and it's like full of weapons. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, just get, 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 get Uncle Felix in, man. <laughs> I need I need uh, I need Boba to be like Uncle Felix. And he's like, first of all, I'm not your uncle. He rips off the mustache. And... Anyways, Spy Kids fucking rocks. Spy Kids <laughs> is incredible. Is so good. good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm really excited. There, uh, there's supposed to be, I think it's in September, some sort of like Disney Plus day. Um, I don't I don't know for sure. I tried to find it. Um, before we started because I remember hearing about it but I couldn't find a like specific thing mentioning it but I thought there was some sort of like investor style day thing for what's to come on Disney Plus and I feel like if we're gonna get something it'll be there so hopefully that is this month or this next month and um or depending on when this releases we're almost in September uh so yeah I I, I hope that is happening Perfect. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. And I think I'm sure we'll get um, some news sooner than later, especially with it coming out in December. Um, Should we jump on to listener questions? Let's do it. Okay, let's ask our good friend, Anakin. Oh, no. Make sure he's all good in the hood, as we say. Okay, we've got our listener questions. The first question is... Oh, hang on. Let's see if it works. Ready? Connor, at the Pabinana asks, why is Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) In case you didn't get that, Connor at Depa Banana asks, why is Star Wars? Truly the question of our time. Why? Why though? Man. What a what a what a distillation of the human condition. 
honestly, because perpetual war, endless conflict, this is the story of our existence. So why not also the story of the people in a galaxy far, far away's existence? You know, people, people will always have conflict. And sometimes these conflicts have weapons that can destroy planets. And you got to deal with that. So there will, there will always be wars and stars. And that is why. It's because we are flawed as humans, as Wookiees, as Celestins, as Pantorans. We're all, this, we're all one and the same. We will always have conflict. And we will always need to resolve such conflict. That's beautiful. Snaps. Snaps all around. My answer is why not? Yeah, that too. You know? Two excellent answers. Why not Star Wars? Thanks, Connor. Uh, next one we have... Jerry at the Cannon Junkie ass spill at a four Ella man of a Chris kill Mary or fuck. In case Damn. you didn't get that, uh, Jerry at the Cannon Junkie says, Bell, Zedifar, Elzar Man, Ava Chris, kill, marry, or fuck. Go. I hate to say it, this is so fucking easy, but also brutal. Um, so, for me, marry Ava Chris. That's, yes, that's just who I need, right? Like, Absolutely. you know, I want to be the, the guy in the apartment prepare a nice meal for my for my wonderful jedi wife she kicks open the door after fighting off some dren gear kicks her boots off and is like mm. what do we got for dinner i'm like well i made you all this she's like it's like fuck dinner mm. and then things happen wow and then elzar man literally fucks he does fuck yes, <laughs> yes. no and he is a flirtatious, charming dude, and he is he uh he's he's DTF. He's very, very DTF. He's gonna he's gonna grab you like a Republic Fair planner. Mm. And oh yes, get he you, will get you up in all sorts of business. His business, yours business. It's just it's just gonna be the greatest ride of all time he's gonna he's gonna use the force he's gonna tap into the dark side oh um, my he's gonna he's gonna go ham on whatever part of your body he needs you to go ham on mm. and uh which he's then brings us man. Yeah. brings us to the sad truth that oh, the, the wonderful delightful bells out he's gotta go yeah he does sorry <laughs> he's like, homie you, you are you are you are you know nothing john snow but you actually know nothing like, like a man with a dog, very attractive, but no, still, still, dude. And he's too yeah, close to that people. dog. He's too close to the dog. <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be like going to town. He's gonna be like, yeah, you like that? You're like, what do you think, Ember? You think I'm fucking you good? And, <laughs> oh, and, and no. Ember's gonna be, like, rrr, 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 and he's gonna be like, yeah, you tell him, girl. <laughs> and oh, no. it's just like you are too close to that dog. That dog cannot be inside the room. When we're getting this on, when you're trying to, because you also don't know your way around my body. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, man, Bell, Bell, next, you gotta go, man. I'm sorry. He, he put some sorry, peanut dude. butter 
<laughs> on its body. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, I got the same answers as you, my friend. Yeah. You're yeah. spot on. It's it, it's tough. Asked, it's tough because of the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's 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 hard because it's brutal because we all love Belle, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's... we're all in agreement yeah. with that choice, Nikki. I feel like we've all. I feel like I don't. I don't want to speak for Claire, but I feel like we're all down for that. No, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah it's no, it's because there's not there isn't a choice. <laughs> you know, Jerry, Jerry, you set us up. You set us up too easy, man. I want you to come back next week with with a little make it a little harder. Uh, like, give me give me some uh, Stella and Geos, some. Uh, what's his name? Uh, loaded, loading great storm. Ooh, Ooh baby, you know, perform. launch okay, a great, a great storm girl. on your chest. Um, <laughs> oh my! You know, give me, give me some of that. Give me some Martian or Markion row. You know, let, let's we can mix it up. I'm, I love the concept, Jerry, but I think you can, I think you can challenge us a little more. Yeah, I would be honest hard. with you if you put. <laughs> No, I wouldn't with Mark with Mark Young, but if you put Lorna D on that list, oh, I'd be Lorna. Oh my god. Look at me. God damn oh, me. Sweet Lord. <laughs> Sweet Lorna. Oh my Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of fuck going around in the High Republic. Do you think yeah. Ava Cross oh, is like no trying to power my weapon systems, why don't you shove your lightsaber in my <laughs> oh. ships? Activate yeah. my crystal. <laughs> oh. Just show it oh. in and activate my lightsaber gun, baby. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Good. It's going that. down. Right, next one. We have Kyle at sign. How ninety five asks, what is a wholesome head cannon you have? <laughs> Kyle at Anakin. Kyle at ninety five. Ask what is a wholesome head cannon you have? <laughs> Hmm. I have mm. one. Oh yeah, okay. go for yeah. it. I don't care what Chuck Wendig says. After the rise of <laughs> Great the way Empire. To start a <laughs> 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 yeah, please, please, please go. I think I know where you're going. I think I agree 100%. But go go for it. My my wholesome headcanon is that after after the rise of the empire, uh Jar Jar Binks steps down as senator and runs away with Queen Julia of Bardota. Mm. That's he doesn't end up being a clown. He ends up falling away with with his one true love, Queen Julia. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my headcanon. He deserves love. He really does. I I in fact I I not in full execution or not in full like end end story, but I totally agree with the sentiment. I was like Jar Jar, we know his heart. We know he's a fighter. Like, there's no way he doesn't at least help the rebellion, right? Oh, like, for sure. Like, there's no way he doesn't right a wrong once it's been pointed out to him. So big facts. So yeah, I I also big time disagree that he becomes a clown. That's a good one. He deserves better. He deserves the world. Um, I'm trying to think what. My own. I don't know if this is exactly wholesome. It kind of makes me feel good, though. Um, <laughs> my my wholesome headcanon would be, or it has been, um, I always like to believe that when Kanan fights the Grand Inquisitor, 
like the, or the the spirit of the Grand Inquisitor in the temple when he's as his former self as the Jedi Temple Guard. I always like to believe there was some form of the Inquisitor's soul that found peace in the afterlife and recognized oh. that's who he was. And he, he, he could go back to that and he was able to guide Kanan. I, I don't want to fully believe it was all just Yoda's machination. I want to believe the, uh, the Grand Inquisitor found some form of peace, some form of redemption, some form of rediscovery of the self in the afterlife. And, and he was projecting in that moment as well. Interesting you say that. Because it's kind of answered in the comics. In a sense. You're, I'm not saying your thing doesn't happen still, but there's, there's exploration of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An exploration of that, and it's but but it's also it's a mixture of that and also it's an exploration of the final line, what the Grand Inquisitor says before he dies. It's really intriguing and fucked up. <laughs> Read a Star Wars book; it's good. <laughs> I think it's Star Wars that appears in. I think yeah, because it's Luke. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Read the Star Wars book. That's, yeah, that's my okay. handy hint for you. Um, my one would be wholesome head cannon. Hmm. I have always loved. I know people are going to be like, "Why are you coming?" I've always liked the what's his name? Uh, why have I forgotten the character's name? Uh, Obi Wan is the dad of um, Corky. <laughs> Corky. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, a another, that's a great one. I yeah. I also buy into that because you know, like. They don't really delve into it, and I don't think you have to necessarily. I mean, you could, but there's a lot of emotional stuff you could do there. But you know, it's never really delved into that, or the, maybe there's like a third sister or something or brother. I refuse to believe that they're not messing with us with that. Like you just <laughs> look at that kid; he looks like like it. yeah, it's the hair, it's all sort like they definitely made it thinking that like. <laughs> Nobody can tell me otherwise. I will. I will stare Killian Plunkett in the face, <laughs> and and he can tell me that's not true, and I won't believe him. It's uh like that's the degree to where we're at on that one for sure. Yeah, like I feel like absolutely. It's just, it's just one of those things where like I really like that one. Um, another wholesome one, I guess, would be wholesome headcanon. I think that's pretty much it. I feel like the, the, I'm sure there's other bits and pieces and stuff like. Other than hashtag salacious lives. Yeah, that's not head. That's not head canon. Though. No, that's canon. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, it's facts. Nobody, no death. We saw nobody. Star Wars. Exactly. Nobody. Ask me again sometime. <laughs> exactly the perfect <laughs> line. Uh, next, <laughs> next question. Troop, a troop in the S Commander Fox. Is he a good dude, bad dude, or just a dumbass? <laughs> dumbass. <A> dumbass. <laughs> you are a dumbass. A dumbass. Is he just a what a dumbass? word. What a great word. <laughs> dumbass. Oh, thank you, Anakin Skywalker, for bringing us the word dumbass. Uh, troop, a troop. I think we got our episode title. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> How do we come look, give that a D U M B U S? Dumbass. Just- 
Just a dumbass. You gotta, you gotta not spell it as dumbass. You gotta, we gotta figure out what the phonetic spelling of of dumbass is. Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, troop at trooping guy says Commander Fox, good dude, bad dude, or just a dumbass. I don't, good okay. soldiers follow orders, I guess. Yeah, it, that's, that's the just thing. how I feel about him. I don't think he's a bad dude. No, I don't. Either. I think he's just. He's like. You know that whole discussion where like Rex is, or Anakin and Obi want to talk about Rex and Cody hanging out, and Anakin's like, "Ah, yeah, well, Rex is probably bored by Cody," and Obi Wan's like, "Oh," um, but <laughs> I feel like Fox is like five more levels on top of Cody, right? Like, yeah. like just so I'm just I'm literally here to do the thing I got to do, and it, you know he he definitely. Did not have to shoot fives. Like he definitely no. didn't. But also it's like, you know, he just he just perceives his job as eliminating threat. He's 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 not a great cop. <laughs> like, I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. He's not he's I think yeah. I think uh but you know he also he, he got he did the zero thing, you know, with uh with Padme. Padme was was lost in there. He, he's not without some merits for having done a good job at certain times, but his uh, his bad moments are are big. Yeah, yeah, complicated figure, Commander Fox. That's how I feel about him. He's just he's very much sticking to the manual. You know, he's he's a man of of duty and lines him. It makes him a little dumbassy, I guess, but but no, I don't think he's I don't think he's an asshole or a good dude, bad dude. I think he's just a dude who's passionate about his job, but your job sucks, get a new one. I'll say this. I feel like even though the thing for five fives is bad, I I think we have to remember that Palpatine's an ex- excellent manipulator and everything he does is under the guise of law and order. So yeah. we have to remember that at that moment in time, Fives did seemingly try to commit treason, which would suggest that he is, you know, too far gone. And I think there was like an order to kill with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Rex fought differently on their team, but I feel like the overall, he's part of the Coruscant Guard. So like maybe like he listens to the, author- the overriding authority, which I assume would be the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Um, the other contextual information is the fact that, again, he's part of the Coruscant Guard. Which, in my opinion, I don't think he's a good. I don't think he's a good guy, bad dude, or dumbass. I think he's a little shit. And to me, that's different. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you, you can have good guys that are little shits. You can have bad dudes that are little shits. And I feel like the the, the entire Carson Guard. If you have got red stripes on you, you're a little shit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the famous meme we came up with, which is the Harry Potter one, which is how comes when something bad happens, it's always you free. <laughs> and it's the it's the Carson Guard. Yep. Anakin like on fire, crossing guard. Ahsoka running away, crossing guard. Five, crossing guard. Camino, crossing guard. The only good Coruscant guard died heroically on uh, the planet Scipio. (laughs) (laughs) That was Commander Thorne (laughs) with his uh, Thor design. Um, But yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough out there, you know. He made he made. He made some some tough calls, 
some some calls that I don't know what I would do if I was in a situation, but also like just don't put yourself in that situation, man. <laughs> yeah, he should have found a better job. He should have been a bartender at seventy nine. You know, it's uh, it's it's rough out there, but um, it's a crazy galaxy. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, tough call because yeah, even you know, even Anakin had had some bad looks in the fives affair, like right at the end. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you know, the the perception was was pretty wild. I think I think you're right about the kill order. It's like yeah, you you threaten the chancellor, dude. Like, what the fuck do you want us to do? <laughs> exactly. That's like he's he's the president of the universe. Yeah, you tried to so, disagree with him. I mean, yeah, yeah, he tried it, to murder him. Quote unquote. He did try to murder him because he told him the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't lie about him trying to murder him. He did try to murder him because he knew he would want to kill him. So that's the difference. I feel like it's like it's a rock hard hard place. I feel like, yeah. you know, that's the tragedy of it. Truly, I think I think Commander Fox will always be clowned on, mm-hmm. whether whether he deserves it or not. We won't change that. This discussion won't change that. No. Um, but we're just here to you know, yeah. journalistically look at this. No, we put our we put our information out there. That's what you do with it that counts. Okay, next question. Austin Archer at Austin Archer 510 asks Visions, Hi Republic, what are the bounty hunters? Is that a question? I feel like, it, is it just what? Um... It's a list. <laughs> oh, I think he wanted us to talk about this. <laughs> oh. Those were the or topics. Is it, like, is it like, what are we most excited about? Or let's, like, Yeah, let, let's interpret this how we desire. <laughs> yes. Austin, Austin's asking us some open-ended artistic shit here. <laughs> David Lynch. Um I would say War of the Bounty Hunters. So you're is it is this the most excited thing or what you're enjoying most or what? That I'm most excited because I'm I'm I have to catch up and go through the list in chronological order because I'm a weirdo. So I I'm see. gonna dive into it. But I've only read I've read a few issues so far in terms of like the prologue, the first issue, and I read the Darth Vader issue, the first one where it's like a flashback. I'm excited. I saw one little snippet this week. Someone posted one little snippet from the Darth Vader book, and it's my favorite boy, Ochi, and I'm so excited. There we go. Makes me happy. Makes me happy. But what I've read of the War of the Bounty Hunters stuff has really been fun. It's been a lot of fun. But I have to say, High Republic, I'm still not caught up on this second wave of the first phase. Um... Right now, I'm reading, um, wow, wow, I'm already, I'm blanking on everything today. Sorry, guys, I'm <laughs> tired. <sighs> Calvin Scott, very good. I'm about to get my life rocked. Um, after yeah. Light of the Jedi, the one that comes after that. The Rising Storm. Rising Storm. Which has like a <sighs> Springsteen album. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I, I gotta agree on High Republic. That High, High Republic's just such a not not in terms of material because material stabs you in the heart, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just the fandom of the higher the the little pocket of Star Wars fandom that the people who journey into the High Republic occupy is just such a delightful place right now, and yeah. it's like the. The the obviously we know we've 
on several episodes now, you know, celebrated the creative minds involved with the High Republic, and you know, it it really is like this, like a team, dream team of like Star Wars authors, just going going nuts in this little sort of contained universe. Um, and it, it's it's so delightful. The, the fans are always. It's always fun to like. Like High Republic is one of the few things that's like actually fun to read discourse about <laughs> because yeah, because people yeah. are like just generally excited, um, and and yeah, like there, there's so many there are story choices in there that I like again like with the Rising Storm. There's a the big like action sequence is up there with anything Star Wars has ever done in any medium. It is incredible and. Yeah, it's just it's so it's so exciting to see where it can go, where it might go, how even things like the acolyte can can like sort of dovetail with this because we sort of know that's like the end of the High Republic era is when that's supposed to happen. Um so yeah, I think I think the High Republic is the one that's of these three that's scratching the biggest itches, um posing the posing the biggest questions. And the most exciting things, characters are amazing, and there's so many of them that it's like it's like impossible to not love at least one of them, if not several yeah. of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's so exciting. I'm so excited for whatever how they waves and phases and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it's such a blast. You make great points. My counterpoint would be um, Ochi of Bistoon. There it is. I'm just saying. There know, it is. Drop that bad boy where he belongs. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like all of these, I feel like we're just excited for all of them, quite frankly. Um, all of the above, please, and thank you. Absolutely. Uh, second to last question. Here we go. Oh, hang on. Bear with me. <laughs> Whoops. So this is the trouble with this technology. You gotta be gotta be careful. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got a mind of his own. He doesn't want to read it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Second to last question. And Potter at Potter Potter one hundred asks, "What do we want Boba's vibe to be in the book of Boba Fett?" The teaser left it open. Badass that rips through whatever is in his way. What tough guy with morals, like in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Good question, Ben Potter and Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's both. I think that's the. I think that's the. I think that's the point of Boba Fett is that he is both. Yeah, he he turns on. I like that we get to see the the moral side of him in Mando, and I think that that will be a key part of wherever his Tatooinean journey is from this point on. But. Yeah, I, I I would like there to be a little bit of both because he, you know what? What's a there's a wow. This is a weird weird cut. I think that the Boba Fett has gotten maybe a little bit soft after sitting in the Sarlacc, but not soft enough for mm-hmm. it to be you know not a badass anymore. But like in the musical Starship, which is a really really super deep cut. Wow, there's a line from that musical that is like so. The main character is a bug. Okay, his name is Bug. <laughs> and Bug says, um, mm. Bug tells this guy who's like lost his mojo. <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. But he tells him that one of the most dangerous things on his home planet 
is a mother spider is the second there's nothing more ferocious than a mother spider protecting her eggs because she kills with her heart Damn. and that's what i want to see boba fett do i want to see him kill with his heart with his big old heart yeah i dig that yeah, yeah i feel like for me that I, I deeply love the characters of boba fett and even jango fett and the reason why I'm so drawn to the bounty hunter game and why I really do consider it canon in my own little heart because the fundamental part of that storyline is that Jango does have a heart and then his friendship with Roz, which is really... Have you ever played the game? I have no. not, but I have heard of... I have seen Wikipedia shit. So the person who like gives him like the bounties and looks after like this like big space fight arena and stuff is called Roz and she's a Toydarian. And um, uh, the bad guy in the game, Montross, who's another Mandalorian, played by our, our favorite beautiful boy, Key Guess Who. He's always in Clone Wars. He's always in other animated shows. Bradley Baker? Nope. Hmm. Clancy Brown. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we go. And um, he ends up because basically Dooku puts a, a bounty out um, just to find this ex-apprentice uh, of his who's now in charge of a drug gang. Um, and the bounty's out for different bounty hunters to go after. And they're competing against each other. So Montross tries to get at Django by murdering Roz. And he gets there too late. And she like he's basically holding her like really upset. And she's basically like, you need to like, settle down and actually have a family like find someone you absolutely love and that's why when Jango eventually wins he he asks his prize to not only just be the thing but he wants one unaltered clone for himself <laughs> and that's why he, that's why he is Boba and I, I always love that I just love like that being like an emotional complexity to like just I don't like it when it's just like yeah I took it because it's funny I like there being a bit more emotional complexity to that. So I always appreciate when the, they add a bit more emotional context to the Fets and make them a bit more than just bloodthirsty, generic template characters. And I think that's why I really like Boba in The Mandalorian. Because he has a code, he stands by it. And you see a lot of that in the, um, the comic book, Age of Republic, Django book as well. There's, there is some sort of code down. But also, I do want to see Bella be a badass too. Like, I don't want to be seen being emotional all the time because I feel like it understates the emotional power by showing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been an interesting, not not exactly like retextualization, but like at least in the those first those like main three Charles Soule War the Bounty Hunters, like the Boba characterization is definitely, um being focused on the like i remember like he's like fighting like leia and lando and he's like i don't i'm not i don't have an issue with you like i'm just doing the job <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like it's very like i'm not i'm not just an asshole kind of thing um and so i think that that's a that's certainly like i think intentional for book of boba and yeah i mean like i want him to be uh like I don't. I also. I want him to be at the place where it's like court of Boba. I want him to be like the the Godfather of of this um, 
little empire that he's going to build. But I also, that's like, that's like vibe one, but I do wholly expect him to, to get out there and, and fuck some people up. Um, because that's, that's what Boba does best. Um, and then, yeah, I, I feel like morals, I, I don't want him to be like Mando. That's, that's one thing. Yeah. I think Mando's too soft for Boba. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, w- I still want Boba to be hard. And I think when, when it comes to morals, it comes down to that code that yeah. you, you said, Charlie. Like, it's, it's less about like, I'm actually a nice person and more about, I just have a very firm set of lines that I won't cross, but those lines are a lot further down than most people's lines. <laughs> um, so I still want him to be a little harsh, a little, um, you know, zero fucks. I mean, he wa- the way he wasted Bib is, I think, I think oh. that's perfect. That, that little teaser at the end is the perfect template. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to fuck around. And he's gonna take his seat here, and he's gonna run this show. So, and I think that's, that's the vibe I want. And I think as well, like you made a great point. Like we see it in the Clone Wars as well. Like he does have a moral code of sorts in, in terms of like, I feel like he won't kill unless it's like completely necessary. Um, if it's a bounty, I feel like he it depends on the contextual information. If it's like straight up murder, I don't think he's like interested. Um. Like, if it's not bounty related, like, if it's not part of the deal, it's like, well, who cares? So, like he said, like, when you see in the War of the Mandalor- uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, he's like, this is literally my job. I don't actually care. Like, I just want to get my money and leave. Yeah. Like, I can just imagine him in, like, Return of the Jedi. I've been like, I've been paid to stay here for, like, an extra five days. Like, just can't be dealing with this. I just want yeah. to go. Like, and And I feel like that's more interesting to me. And I feel like, like, like you said, like, with Bib, Bib's a piece of shit. And if Boba can like f- f- like fill in that hole for himself, but also get rid of this douchebag, he's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm sure if like if it was someone else in charge who was trying to make things better, he would have been like a different approach. But with Bib, it's like it's more of the same, right? And he knows him, right? Like, yeah, like it's there's history the, there. It's more of the like, same. And I feel like you yeah, make like a group- that gunshot. That gunshot says. So much about their relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mean nothing right. to me. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, he's probably been wanting to kill him for like years now. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a weird line to go with Boba because it's like, yeah, you don't want to declaw him. Um, I don't think that's what that's the direction. But I think obviously, to be a good character, you need that emotional depth and and that that's sort of that's where the whole thing started because when he first came on he was he was not a character no right like he is he is an aesthetic on like put on the screen um and in a suit so like when people tried to fill in that story they went in on oh yeah fucking hardened killer he's he just blows everything up and and of course the no disintegrations line is is great. It, it hints at this guy who, uh, you know, disintegrates. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think when you, when you're trying to, I think Mando and you know the Clone Wars, of course, obviously a different time of his life. But the Clone Wars obviously brought in the idea of this kid with conflict, um, and you know, 
one having this this sort of desperation to do the right thing but not knowing what that is or how to do it um and i and obviously yeah he's he's definitely grown into the character we know from the original trilogy um but i think now when you're in this sort of older age boba what uh you know what can you do to, to add depth and I guess like connectivity, like you gotta, you, we, we're going to need to connect to him emotionally <laughs> to, to like care about uh, whatever story they're about to tell. So yeah, it's, it's a weird line, but like we were talking earlier I mean, who, who better, who better to tackle this one. You made a really good point as well about how we first view Boba in the, in the films, because I guess like we can assume like the OT is like this badass and whatever, but what does that come from? Like, where does that stem from? Is it just years of EU and, but but also it's the idea that as an audience, yes, he's just this, like he has no particular character of, of, of himself, but he's an antig- antagonistic character towards our hero who we've known yeah. from one movie. So yeah. we naturally go, Oh, he's the villain, but that's yeah. not necessarily the case from his point of view. He's just a guy who, you know, like the galaxy is a shitty place. And you got to make your money somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. Like we way, know that now. We know yeah, that like, now. And the same with Han. Like we wouldn't be like, I don't know, Han. <laughs> Spice is pretty bad. You know, you should be doing that. It's the same thing. It's like there's a gray area on Star Wars, and it's and it's interesting the way we view certain characters in certain situations. And it's it's good to go back and re-examine them and recontextualize mm-hmm. them. So next time yeah. I watch Empire again, it will be a different experience, which is always yeah. fun. Because he was introduced as this silent gunslinger mm-hmm. guy against Han Solo, you just assume he's like a killer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. And, and so, yeah, that's that's the direction people went in in sort of maybe EU stuff or even just fans playing with toys. Um, and and yeah, I think I think what it's the irony of Boba Fett. <laughs> when you have when you have the people who love him the most for being this idea of they're like oh he's such the coolest badass killing motherfucker like the irony is the best parts of Boba Fett are the parts that are not that exactly and like and showing that he's not that <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's super cool it, I'm I think uh, I think Boba's vibe will be really. Uh, interesting in in his book. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's go to the final question. Are you ready? Here we go. Yes. Very ready. Semmer at Semmer underscored asks why some so-called fans the way they are. Man face palming emoji. <laughs> Thank you for reading out the man face palming yeah. emoji as well, Anakin. Ah, oh, Samir. Yeah. 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 How much time do you have? <laughs> that's, that's, I was gonna say we're an hour and a half into yeah. this podcast. That's the uh this is this is a psychological, philosophical question that I don't think we'll ever have an answer to. Certainly not a solution. So uh I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew what motivates people to be the way they are in some of these instances. 
Yeah, I have to watch better. it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say the they probably there's probably something deep inside themselves that they can't stand, <laughs> and they have to express <laughs> that externally through disappointment in a space opera, space fantasy designed for twelve year olds. It's not you, Star Wars. It's them. Beautiful stuff. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Should we uh, think so. wrap up and get some uh, promotion out? Yeah, just a short little episode here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing much to talk about. Uh, Claire, you go first. <laughs> yeah, so of course you can find me here on the Imperial Senate podcast, but you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Cstribs. You can also catch me on Broaxium. Uh, I am covering the Dr. Afro comics on their quick shots. So once a month, I'll be uh, giving you a little spoiler free teaser of that comic that's coming out. And uh, let's see here. I'm Twitch streaming every Tuesday night, except you probably missed it. This is probably going to come out after. But if you missed it, go head over to the Bombad Cast YouTube channel. I know Charlie was a guest on Hyperfocus, but now also I will have been a guest on Hyperfocus as of Tuesday, the 31st of August. So come on, come on, come on. And uh, yeah, otherwise I'm uh, Twitch streaming on the Imperial Senate account at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesdays, except for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nikki? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Naquishis, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S on Twitter. Just on That's my own personal stuff. Um, you can also hear me on the Imperial Senate <clears throat> Patreon page where we have the Sacred Jedi Bricks, the Yubnub Club, the uh, Premier, uh, Imperial Senate podcast, fantasy premier league show which i am a few weeks behind but i'm gonna do one big massive episode for the first three weeks and then do a better uh week by week thing and then um also the upcoming playlist uh or the playlist which is a and at this point a love letter a massive love letter to lucasfilm animation um so that's all on the imperial senate patreon all uh, the last three, the three news shows available for, available for one dollar only, um, and then uh, you can also find me on the One and Done Film Club. That is at one the letter N Done Show. We're still releasing off season episodes, but we have season two in the pipeline. The trailer is out on our Twitter account. If you want to check that out, you'll find some pretty rad. Uh, franchises for season two we're talking jurassic park we're talking alien we're talking the mummy we're talking james bond we're talking transformers it's all gonna be in season two it's gonna be great and then you can also catch me on the newly announced show on the uh octo radio channel called a rewatch between worlds which is going to be a fully in-depth re-exploration of Star Wars Rebels, show we all know and love. Uh, we're talking every episode of Rebels, we're talking the Rebels recons. <laughs> we're talking as many cast and crew interviews as we could possibly get our hands on. And um, 
yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I'm gonna do that with uh, Alden of Octo Radio. So please check that out if you are interested in going on another journey with the Ghost Crew. Perfect. Um, you can find me on Twitter at cmwashby and on Instagram at charliemwashby. You can listen to all my other shows via the Charlie Ashby Network, available on all podcatchers. That includes my shows, The Charlie Ashby Show, Pondervision, and Batman Returned. Uh, Pondervision is an MCU discussion show where I do with Ash Jefferson from Rogue Podron, and Batman Returned I do with Orton Diaz from Octo Radio, where we go through each of the Batman movies. You can also commission writing, Photoshop, and editing work from me by visiting my Kofi. All links to my socials and network can be found on my link tree, which is in turn located in my Twitter bio. Check it out. Uh, and Anakin, where can we find you? I just want to thank Shirley, Nikki, Claire for having me on the show. You can find me on Twitter at The Chosen One. And don't forget to subscribe to my masterclass on how to murder Padawans. It's ace. Oh, oh my cool. god, it's ace. Yeah, masterclass. Oh I mean, that's yeah, yeah, pretty cool. You've got like, those like, you've got Gordon Ramsay, you know, you got um, Scorsese, and now you got Anakin Skywalker. So def- definitely check that out, and if you use the uh, the code uh, Anakin, you can get 30% off that masterclass. Well, that's Beautiful. all we've got time for this week. Thank you for listening to a very jam-packed beefy episode of the Imperial Snack Podcast. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll be back next time with more news, discussion, and Anakin Skywalker. See ya. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the force be with you.